Everybody's Talking with T, the talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage the community is on. Greetings for this meeting where we chatter about what matters on the show designed with you in mind. This is Tanisha Baker, and I'm excited to host the 207th edition of What You Shouldn't Be Missing. You're tuned in to Talking with T. Yesterday was the celebration of mothers, the day each year set aside to honor the dedication of the women in our lives that nurtured us, raised us, and loved us. It is the day we show our appreciation to mothers and mother figures. I would like to personally applaud all the women who are role models, who sacrifice, stand in the gap, who love unconditionally, who lose sleep, who clap and cheer, who go without, who forgive, who cherish, who are the foundation of the family and the community. I hope you had a blessed Mother's Day. It's May 13th, and if today is your birthday, you share it with your birthday mates, the great Stevie Wonder, late boxing champion Joe Lewis, and eccentric basketball player Dennis Rodman. Today on the national calendar is National Crouton Day, National Frog Jumping Day, National Apple Pie Day, National Fruit Cocktail Day, and National Women's Checkup Day, which is always the second Monday in May. On this date in history, Isaac Burns Murphy, African-American jockey, becomes the first person to win the Kentucky Derby three times on this date in 1891. He also won in 1884 and 1890. Remember, this month's theme is Make Your Move in May. You are encouraged to work for what you hope for. Get out, get up, and do something. Turn your can'ts into cans and your dreams into plans. Put your ears on blast. This will go real fast as I cover our Monday Minute Quick Bits. Congratulations to Prince Harry and Meghan Markle as they welcomed a baby boy to the world this past Wednesday. We have already spilled the tea on Wendy Williams and her soon-to-be ex-husband, Kevin Hunter, but as an added note, he is now seeking spousal support, which I think not, since he has a whole mistress and new baby, and he wants Wendy to support him and his side family? Uh, no. Tiger Woods accepted the Presidential Medal of Freedom from Donald Trump, who is considered a longtime friend. I'm excited to announce for the first time in history, Miss USA, Miss Teen USA, and Miss America are all black women, and I'm definitely here for all of this. Yes, with a big round of applause for beauty and brains of our African-American sisters showing their black girl magic. Tragically, the bodies of missing Canadian mother and her 22-month-old daughter were found last Monday in a wooded area three weeks after they disappeared. Police have charged 24-year-old Robert Leeming with two counts of second-degree murder. Equally upsetting, an Arizona mother has been found guilty of starving her three-year-old son to death and then putting his body in a toy box. She was found guilty of first-degree murder and felony child abuse. CNN reported that a Utah mother is suing a former bus driver who she alleges closed the bus door on her 14-year-old biracial son's backpack and dragged him approximately 150 feet because of his bias against students of mixed race. Brenda May's civil rights lawsuit says her son was getting off the school bus in early February when the driver, John Nesbitt, closed the doors, trapped the boy's backpack inside as he dangled outside, then drove approximately 150 to 175 feet before opening the doors and letting the boy go. 
Nesbitt, who is no longer employed by the district, had previously displayed racial bias and discriminatory conduct toward other students of mixed race, according to the lawsuit, which cites at least two prior incidents involving other students dating back to September of 2017. Don't touch that dial. I'll be back in a while as we review trending news. Go back in time When you and I Were uncomplicated Let's go back in time Before I felt what I felt When you did what you did that night Once upon Upon a time I thought you were Listeners, hold on to your seats. You're in for a treat as we review trending news and hot topics. Glad to have the know-it-all Professor Jay and our top investigator, most often instigator P.I. Pam, joining me to cover some recent media stories. There is so much to talk about, but we're going to attempt to give a snapshot into recent happenings. And as always, you can find more details about the stories we share by visiting www.talkingwitht.com. Since today is his birthday, let's start with Dennis Rodman who was accused of stealing a 400-pound crystal and other merchandise totaling over $3,500 from a California yoga studio. He is seen on surveillance walking into the business with three other people, and the studio said that they worked together to distract the employee while they stole clothes and some other stuff. Rodman said that the owner told him he could take a couple of gifts in exchange for helping them move the crystal. He said, being the good person that he is, he helped them. And you can read the rest of what he said through the link on my website, but he did say that he doesn't need to steal. Dennis Rodman is a name that I've not heard in a while. So it sounds like to me that this is his attempt at resurgence into relevance, if you will. 
a 400-pound pistol. I, I mean, hey, he figured he had to get his name out there somewhere. I mean, okay. not that it was the most <laughs> ideal method, but, I mean, how old is he? Is he still playing basketball? What else is he doing with his life besides looking crazy? Dennis Rodman, he always has been one flew over cuckoo's nest. <laughs> I did check his most recently reported net worth, and it was only 500000 which is a long way from when he was playing basketball, he was worth $29 million. And I, I have questions. I mean, that's a lot of money to go through from $29 million to 500000 What did he spend the rest of his money on? Hair color, piercings, tattoos, dresses? Questions mm-hmm. that need answers. Questions that need answers. Okay. Yeah, and he has quite a few children, too, so I'm pretty sure child support is weighing in on that where that money went. Oh, okay. Wait a minute. Children? Who laid down with him? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do need to carry on. So, uh, Ashley, we're going to change our tone a little bit because I want to jump into a couple of troubling stories involving children. It continues to upset me when I think about the horror and abuse that some children face at the hands of somebody they know. Starting with Darion Vince, he has been arrested in connection with the disappearance of four-year-old Malia Davis. Last week, Malia was reported missing. Now, Jay, I need you to get your flowchart ready to capture all these details. All right. Grabbing pen and paper. Got it. The mother, Brittany Bowen, had gone to a funeral out of town, left her children with Vince. He said he was on his way to the airport to pick her up when his vehicle was ambushed. He was knocked unconscious, and Malia was abducted. That already sounds strange. But... Right. He was seen on security camera footage with his one-year-old son and Malia entering his apartment. When he came out of the apartment, all he had was his son and a laundry basket with a garbage bag in it. Now, sadly, Malia's blood was found inside the apartment, and I also believe in his trunk. Vince is now being charged with tampering with evidence, namely a court. Now, the mother's sister said she's upset that her sister withheld evidence, and I'm not sure what that's about, but if you go to the link, it's really a lot of details to this story, and you probably need a flow chart yourself to connect the dots. But is this not horrific? And we, we talk about the dangers of bringing people into the lives of our children. And as an added note, Malia has had several brain surgeries. She's required medication, constant care. Malia and her two siblings were previously removed by CPS as they investigated allegations of physical abuse related to her head injury. And then the children were returned this past February. Okay. So, old girl left her daughter with this man. Mm-hmm. And he comes up with this shady tale story. Right. And notice that tale is not the word I want to use, but, you know, we, we, are, we are on the radio. Yeah, we are. Baby girl ends up dead. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Well, they haven't found her body, but they do believe that she, yeah, that she's dead. Crazy myth, as I don't know what's that. I want them to tell where the little girl's body is so they can give her a proper burial and ease people's minds. Because how can you just hold that in knowing you did something to her? They have you tampering with evidence, which is a corpse. Mm-hmm. You don't want to tell where, where the body is. You don't want to fess up to what, what you did. And the mother... I'm not exactly sure, as a mother, that I would leave my four-year-old alone with somebody to go out of town. Anyways, that isn't right. the biological father. Right. It's all shady. But, again, our warning, because this isn't the first story that has ended up with a child suffering some injury or even death at the hands of somebody that the mother knew 
and had around her child and actually put them in danger. And next, we have married Pennsylvania gym teacher Rochelle Cressman, age 32, who was accused of repeatedly sexually assaulting a 14-year-old male student for more than six months. Y'all going to have to read these disturbing details through the link on the website as well. But she is accused of having sexual contact with the boy at least 10 times, and she's been teaching since 2009. She must not want her job. Oh, apparently not. Her job nor her marriage. Uh-huh. Exactly. And what as a grown-tailed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. individual, what would you want with a 14-year-old? Boy. Boy. What would be so attractive about somebody who is a whole 18 years your junior, who is young enough to be your own child, that you right. want to have sexual relations with him? No. It's disgusting to me. It really is. Right. And I know how my boys acted at 14. I don't know what the grown woman would want to deal with them at that age. Well, you know, something else I can't stand is a nasty, trifling parent, and I said what I said. This next story involved Jessica Nicole Stevenson out of Milton, Florida. She was arrested after the elementary school her daughter attends reported that the little girl had worn the same clothes to school for a week and that hundreds of bugs started crawling out of her backpack. Nasty. And after the police investigated, Stevenson was arrested on charges of felony neglect after they found her five children living in filthy conditions. The house was infested with roaches. Roaches were even in the refrigerator. And one more thing. Previously, the Florida Department of Children and Families were alerted, and after visiting the home, DCF determined that the home did not meet their removal criteria. So I'm thinking, then what does? Because that type of filth and environment doesn't happen overnight. You know what I mean? That's like a standard of living, evidently. Right. And they thought this home was okay. And, I again, and I don't know, maybe this is something that we need more information on and maybe our listeners can weigh in about the whole removal criteria part. You know, should children be allowed to stay under the ward of their parents even if the home is filthy, infested with roaches, bugs crawling out your backpack, you wearing the same clothes every week? Is that still the right of the parent, or should children be removed from that? Um, I'm, I'm curious as to what people think. Even more disturbing, like you said, is the fact that the home did not meet the criteria for the children to be removed. I mean, mm-hmm. what what has to happen? Does the house have to fall in on the kids and, you know, the possums, the raccoons, and the rats go to gnawing on the kids' arms and fingers and all that other kind of stuff? I mean, it's, that's, just, that's just downright nasty. And I'll just share some of the surface details because we are on air and I don't want to send people into a tizzy with some really nasty trifling details. But I'm with you, Jay. That's just my opinion. Yeah, and I totally agree with both of you. But when I've worked in facilities and they go and the kids that have been removed, and I couldn't understand this, why they keep giving them chance after chance to clean up. They really don't want to remove the kids from the parents. I can understand that. But they give them chance after chance to chance to clean up. And then if you don't, then they remove them. But I've seen some filthy conditions. I'd be like, you need to take them out now. But they do give them, give them chances to, to clean it up. Oh, okay. Maybe this is what's going on with this. I guess it's 
it's considered abuse after so long, but not initially, maybe. Mm. It's, it's just weird. It's just like a catch-22. Like, you don't want to move them from their parents because they're nasty, but then again, you do because they're too nasty, and they're not going to fix it. And it's, mm-hmm. and it's affecting the child. Bed bugs, you know, bites, uh, roaches, you know, that's just too much. Not just affecting the child. She's opened up her backpack in the school, and they said hundreds of bugs start crawling out all over the classroom. Right, so that's affecting everybody. Somebody could have took one of them bugs home. You know, you take one home, and here comes the whole whole family. Oh, Jesus. P.R. Pam, being the investigator that you are, you found a story that falls right in line with numerous reports we've had about racial insensitivity in the schoolhouse. Things keep coming up, making us scratch our heads as to why people think these actions are okay. According to a report on BET News via Fox 11, Lena Brandt, the principal of Summer Wind Elementary School, emailed some staff members a picture of the teacher smiling with a noose and an image of a noose hanging in the office. The photo was sent with no context. Now, y'all know people went off. Posing with a picture of a noose is not funny at all. People, be be warned. Be advised. Posing with a noose is not funny. Parents found the photo on Instagram, reported it to the school district, they placed the educators on administrative leave, but parents want the teachers and the principal fired. Now, are we too sensitive? Are we taking it too far? Is that acceptable? Am I overreacting? No. Okay. I mean, given the current climate of the United States, a noose definitely is not something that can be construed as, oh, just a play toy or something to be taken lightly. Okay. And when we give it any statistics on the racial makeup of the school, Not that it matters because, I mean, teachers posing with a noose is just wrong any way you slice it, regardless of the demographics of the school. But I'm just curious. No, I don't have that. These are people who are, as we so often said, entrusted with educating our children. Tanisha, like I said, you and I know how difficult it is to hold up the standard, if you will, and to try to eradicate a lot of the ignorance that we might find within the schoolhouses. But when you've got credentialed degree professionals perpetuating such ignorance and foolishness and racism, it doesn't look good for yeah. uh, these folks at all. Yeah. And even if, even if it were a joke, it's certainly not funny. If it were intended yeah. to be a joke, it's certainly not funny at all. No context, no framing for this picture. Oh, I'm just going to send this bitch out with these three, four white women standing here with this news, and they all smiling and pointing. Like, what y'all going to go do? What y'all mm. plotting? And the crazy thing is they think it's secure with that little group of friends. But somebody is the mole because somebody always puts it out. Right. Ain't that it? Okay, well, we're going to change our tone once again. Workers at a Florida Burger King called the cops on a woman. They said she was in their bathroom, quote, Snarling and yelling and causing a commotion. So first of all, what in the heck is snarling? Was she possessed? I don't know. I don't know what snarling is. I'm going to have to Google that. But anyway, when the cops got there, they believed her to be under the influence of narcotics. And then they found she had seven, count them, seven syringes inside her, but we'll just call it her private area. Wait, what? Whoa. Ouch. But okay. Y'all ain't shot? Somebody pass out? I'm, I'm trying to get this. I'm Lordy. As if the snarling and yelling weren't enough, she got a whole seven syringes below the equator. Yes. 
And I see why she was snarling and, and screaming with seven syringes down there. Carry on. This is too much already. Okay. All right. Well, the next couple of stories along with that one, right out the Crazy Chronicles. And also, I guess, along the line of our international news. So a Mongolian couple has died from bubonic plague after eating a raw marmot, which is kind of like a groundhog, and they believe it to have good health benefits. So the disease can be transmitted through infected fleas and animals, and the disease required a six-day quarantine of 118 people who had come into contact with the couple. And I was trying to do a little research, Pam, you'll have to help me, about the health benefits of eating a dead rodent, a raw rodent. I'm not sure I understand this belief principle. Uh, I, look, look, let me, Pam, I'm, I'm going to save you a whole lot of energy. Ain't now. So go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, all you got to do is put one thing up about something being healthy, and it's going to help you live longer, the health benefits of it. And somebody is going to take, I bet they are the only ones that have eaten this uh, mm. harm, harm environment or whatever it was. <laughs> Right. Bubonic plague in 2019. Well, also, from our international news, we've seen some things that seem rather strange to us emerging from houses of worship and certain ministries and all. We've seen everything from selling photos of heaven to miracle water. Well, a mortuary attendant in Ghana is selling dead body water, and it is being what? purchased by pastors. Uh... Dead body water now, and it's being purchased by pastors for 500000 Nigerian dollars. So I had to look that up so I could see the conversion and know what that would be worth in U.S. dollars. And the conversion is 1388 American dollars. So basically, for $1,388, pastors are buying this dead body water. And it's reported that the mortuary sometimes has a shortage of the water because it's in such high demand. The pastors are reportedly using this water to perform miracles for members of their church. What? Dead body? Okay. I, I, I can't. I can't. Can't. I can't. I can't. You're not going to buy none? We are on the radio. I okay. can't say what I want to say. Uh, I didn't mean to push you, Jay. Now, would they know the difference if I just gave them some bath water? And that's actually what it is. So evidently it's customary in some cases to bathe the body of the deceased, and that's the water that they're using. To do what? To perform miracles, Jay. No, ain't no miracles that can be performed from dead body bath water. Mm -mm. Move on. Okay. All right. Well, i tell you what. For our not top topics, this is what we're going to do. Each week we're going to share a topic. We're going to ask our listeners to chime in, and we're going to gather that information and then report it back out. So so this week, our topic is, what is getting in the way of the success and the progress of the urban community? What's keeping us from moving forward? And although we're speaking to our Knoxville listeners, this topic is pretty broad enough for everybody to chime in. Again, next week we'll share your feedback, which you can leave by commenting on the web page or calling the talk line, 865-409-1170. We'll share your feedback as well as our own input on the topic. T.I. Pam, Professor J, that's it for this bit. 
Can't wait to hear what the two of you have to say next week. And I can't wait to tell it. And you know I'm going to say it. Well, once again, we've come to the end. But stay engaged by visiting www.talkingwitht.com. Follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Listen to Talking With T anytime on your time through Blueberry, SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Google Music, or iHeartRadio. You can catch the spice twice as nice as we will continue to have our Monday podcast show as well as our return back to radio. You can check out Talking With T on Tuesdays by tuning in to 99.7 FM or 1040 AM each Tuesday at 1.30 p.m. In the meantime and in between time, subscribe to Talking With T daily, your online scoop of trending news to find out what we're talking about. On that note, I'll end with a quote. Life is like a chessboard. Don't wait for checkmate. Make your move right now. Remember where you heard the word and keep the peace until next week. You've been listening to Talking With Tea.